This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald. Uh, Damon, yesterday, uh, well, I, I was planning to start off this podcast with an amusing and irreverent segment on Hot Pockets I found at the supermarket yesterday, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I realised they cost the equivalent of nearly five US dollars, so uh, I didn't buy them in the end. They're not good. I, I don't know anybody who really likes them in the sense of if they're there, they'll eat them because they're convenient, but they're not tasty. I don't know why anybody. But I mean, do you like the hot pocket? I've never had one before, but I know it's like a, Voices of Wrestling flagship often talk about hot pockets. So I just saw them and I was like, oh, could get involved with this. And then I saw the price and I was like, new. <laughs> yeah, there's much better. There's a much better spend of your five dollars than. Uh, a hot pocket. That's for fucking sure. That that I'll give you. Um, yeah, they're like just like terrible, cheap manufactured foods. Right, <laughs> that's the best way I can describe it. A cheap manufactured food that 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 even in the like even some of them don't even look that great. But even the ones that look great on the box. Why are we doing a voices of wrestling bit? <laughs> um, even the ones that look good on the box never taste as good as they look. So yeah, I would I would give a a hearty thumbs down to uh, you have all that good food. I always see your Instagram. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm kind of getting more in Instagram. I don't know why. I know it's like it's like a technology that's 700 years old, but you know me. Uh, I don't know. I think I enjoy Instagram a little bit more than any of the other social medias. I just like looking at a picture. You know what I mean? And I'm gonna, I don't know. Yeah, it's very easily digestible, isn't it? It is. It is. And that's not good, though. Because I can, I could easily see me wasting time doing that. Nah, not really. I really, I just don't like it. I, I, I'm, Joel, aside from you, there's rare, there's a, there's a very, I can count them on one hand how many people that I really care what they're up to. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. I, yeah, I don't know. Mally puts out good content yeah. that you and, you and Mrs. Damon love to yep. observe. Yep. And- well, that's usually, you know, uh, with a baby. And, you're again, you're always out eating fantastic-looking food. Uh, you know, it's and, – and, and they're funny shit. You're a funny dude, so that helps too. But it's just like, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't, why am I complaining about social media? There's, pl- <laughs> there's plenty of New Japan I could be complaining about. <laughs> Well, okay, fine. Let's get straight into it, Damon, because uh, New Japan uploaded a video to their YouTube channel that has the entire fandom up and on. So I want your immediate, your hot take, your thoughts on it. And I'm talking, of course, about Togi Makabe rating gender swap versions of New Japan wrestlers. Have you seen this, Damon? I, You know what? I heard a little whisper about it. I think you tweeted something out. Speaking of social media, uh, the great uh, Super Jcast Twitter account where uh, not only do you get great news, that's where you're really going to get the news, right? A lot of times. Our Discord uh, and our Twitter account, obviously. But yeah, I did see a bit of, uh, 
Oh, oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. My phone just blew up, Joel. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you were saying, uh-oh, at the baby sounds. No, no. <laughs> yeah, okay. You, okay. Joyce, you're fine. Joyce, Talk us through what you're seeing on your phone. Okay. We got some picks here. Shall we, shall we start at the top? <laughs> All right. Yeah, so. let's do it. Okay. Let me, I don't know what order these two have gone through, so I'm going to join you. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's hop in here. Oh, boy. Yano. Um. Uh, no, nah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, is this scale of one to ten? Are we doing here? Is this is this how we're gonna work this? How are we gonna work this? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do that. All right. Yano, uh, a three. Uh, is that Okada? No, it's Honma. Uh, Honma's. I, I gotta be honest. Honma's better looking here than he is in real life. <laughs> Give him that. Uh, oh, Eugene Nagata. Okay. All right. Eugene Nagata looks like a, like a like an angry soccer mom. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, angry grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> what did you say about my kid? I'm not going to wear a mask in this Walmart. <laughs> um, oh, is that Hiromo? Who's that? Is that that's not Hiromo? Uh, no, that that's Yota Suji, oh. looking pretty hot, yeah. if I might add. Yeah, how'd he do? How'd he? How, how, what did Makabe think about that one? I bet he liked that one. Jay White look, looks. Uh, oh no, that's not Jay. White. That's um, Tamatanga, is it? Yeah, very sexy Tamatanga. Tamatanga looks pretty hot. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Oh, Tanahashi, look at that. Tanahashi's not that far off in real life. Let's be truthful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like added a bit of eyeliner and that's it. There's Lady Tanahashi because yeah. the hair is already on point. There's nothing you need to change. Exactly there. right. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Okay. Oh, now Taguchi. Taguchi's got to go. Taguchi's got a big forehead. <laughs> Taguchi's a bit frightening. Yeah. Uh, I don't like. No, him. I don't like. Her. I don't like. I don't like uh, Lady Boy Taguchi. Um, oh boy. See, I got it. The Hiroma one does not doing anything for me. I know that would that's uh, maybe a hot one for a lot of people. That's that one's not doing anything for me. That one just it looks it literally looks like a guy. In you know, um, who the fuck is that underneath there? That's Yuyu Emra, looking like a kind of scary kabuki. Yeah, lady. that's not. I don't, that's not. I'm not digging that one. All right, Goto. <laughs> Goto. Goto doesn't look that bad. What do you think about Goto? Looks like someone's angry big sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She plays field hockey. Uh oh boy. Whoa. Tenzan. <laughs> Tenzan looks looks about what you would expect Tenzan to look like if, in this scenario. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tenzan reminds me of Stephanie McMahon for some reason. <laughs> uh yeah. Oh boy. Wow. Okada. Okada Okada looks a little uh Okada looks like someone who you know wants to wear designer labels but can't afford designer labels. You know what I mean? I was gonna say it looked like Ronda Rousey, or maybe Ronda Ronda Rousey's portrayal of Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat. But I, <laughs> right. those are the vibes okay, I'm getting. Okay. Uh oh, look at the boosh. 
I don't know. I like the pretty cute. Yeah, go next I like, door. I like the little quirky smile. Yeah. Yeah, Boosh. I'm I'm giving a thought. Uh, isn't it? I mean, he could go anywhere. Who? I'm at a loss. Who's the last one? That's Maccabe. That's Maccabe. I mean, all things considered. Didn't recognize him without the, the craggy forest. Right, 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 right. This, this app is a, is a miracle worker. Um, Joe, all things considered, Maccabe's not that bad. And I would put Maccabe in, in the top, top section, right? I mean, it's. Maccabe's very cute. It's like the, the sort of girl you take home to meet your parents. A good, good future wife material. I, I mean, she seems like a. Like she would be a. F- I'm talking as if it's you know. Um, nah, I bet you there's 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 a lot of fun underneath that, and it's not that plain. I don't know. I'm into Makabe a little bit, a little bit. I think is what, that your favorite? My favorite is probably Suji. Yeah, let me see. Let me, get, let me do favorite again. Fa- Tanahashi, Tom, nah, Tom, and and Tamatanga, Tamatanga. Like she's got a little, uh, you know, she's the you know, type of girl who's going to chop up a couple lines for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, remind me later to tweet these out. Or maybe we shouldn't and just sort of leave it up to the listener's imagination. <laughs> oh, no, I did share the YouTube video, to be fair. They can watch the YouTube video. I'm not doing screenshots with people. Only you get those, Damon. Thank you. Uh, Tanahashi's my favorite. Tanahashi's my favorite, followed by... Uh, uh, Girl, you can get coke from Tamatanga, and I'll go third. Probably, oh, I don't know. There's something about Makabe. I can't believe this is a ten minute conversation. Is <laughs> that going to be a new film? There's something about Makabe. Something about Makabe. That's the, That's it. Some, someone's got to do that now. Someone's going to whip, whip that up on Photoshop. Get us a poster. Go get it. Go get it, guys. Um, yeah, I'm got That's that's my. Uh, that's my uh, picks. Not bad. Where are you at? Where, where, where are you at for your top three? Uh, top, well, 2G number one. Um, number two, I'm going with Ibushi. Mm-hmm. And then number three, Maccabee. Yeah, I'm with you on Maccabee. Now, Damon, I want you to imagine or picture this scene of me watching this YouTube video right. and pausing it periodically to screenshot these faces <laughs> and then Mally looking over my shoulder being like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> and then me trying to explain that to her uh it's pro wrestling i mean there's a lot of explaining you have to do with, with watching the, the shit. gender swapped pro wrestlers what <laughs> right. what bit do you not understand right. yeah you're not gonna get that with uh your football fandom that's for fucking sure you're not gonna get that you're not gonna get that following arsenal <laughs> you don't have, you don't have to you don't have to uh answer those weird questions uh to, to the missus that's good. They look good. Uh, yeah, that that face app is going around everywhere. I get, I wake up, and uh, our good friend Fumi in in Japan um, will send. He's obsessed with it because I'll wake up and I'll have at least three a day of various pictures of me in various uh, swapping. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Sorry, can you t- rewind? Yeah. Fumi is regularly sending you pictures of yourself gender swapped. Correct. Yes. Yes. 
Uh, wow. I, can see if, I, can see if I, I need to hang out with Fumi more. He sounds like a barrel of laughs. I mean, I'll get a, a, tr- a trillion of them. Uh, i got to see if I can find a couple of them. Um, I'll, I'll send you one. I, I'm not going to lie. I look damn good. I look damn good. Damon, you always look good. I mean, I mean, it's debatable. I have my, I have my moments, but uh, yeah. Let me see if I can grab one. La uh, la 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 la. All right, this is terrible radio, but uh, I'll, I'll grab. You, you put me on a spot, that's why. And now I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to, to get this here. But yes. Um, oh, here we go. I'll get. I'll grab this one. Let me see. All right, give me one second. As I save this and I send this out into outer space for you to receive. Let me save the image first. Uh, so how's everything going? <laughs> As I fumble. That Valley just kept, So I've got S. I'm bouncing Esther in my lap just to try and keep her calm. And then Mally's like, oh, I finished cooking. Walks in the room, clucks at Esther a few times and just walks out. And she left her with me. That was it? <laughs> That was it. Yes, yes. Still got the baby. So we, here we go. Super J. We're cast. doing a show uh, here. Uh, have you sent me this picture? Am I? Uh, I'm saving it first. Should I be? Re- and then I got it. Okay. Then, uh, like again, I fumble with the fucking technology here. Grandpa, uh, we'll send it in just a second here, John. <laughs> I'm really. I feel a lot of pressure in these moments to to deliver. Uh, where is it? Yeah. Well, I'll just I'll just pull back the curtain from what I told Damon yeah. off the air, which was. Uh, I asked my dear wife if I could have permission to leave the hotel and go to the hotel library or conference room or something to do the podcast. And Mally, very kind, was like, yeah, of course, no problem. And then like five minutes before we're supposed to record, Mally goes, oh, I'm just going to cook a meal. <laughs> so she just goes off to the kitchen and leaves me with Esther. So that's, that's what we she do. Me and my lovely little baby here. Start scaling a fish. <laughs> oh, no, just a minute. Just a two. All right. Uh, you should have it in your... <laughs> Oh, Mally sent me a video saying, I heard you gossip about me. <laughs> and it's a video of me doing the podcast with Esther. So Aww. that's great. What a great start to this show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. I'm seeing Lady Damon here. Wow. Very cute. Right? I'm a fan. I would bang me. This is, this is, da- so this is Damon normally. And this is Damon with a special app that changes men to ladies. Just totally no sold it. I, really? I thought we'd get some sort of humorous response there, but nothing. She's just like, oh, I've seen that already. All right, Jesus Christ! I thought I'd get a bigger pop out of her. I think I look good. <laughs> you, you look great. You know I'm a fan. I, Would you bang me? I'm Would you bang? Me? Would you bang? Me? I wouldn't kick you out of bed. Yeah. Would you bang me? Yeah, absolutely. All right. That's all you want to hear. I'm only human. <laughs> Ah, thanks. All right, Joel, let's get into the New Japan Pro Rest, shall we? Uh, lots of people are uh, up in arms over a lot of the news I'm waking up to. Uh, keep in mind, this is the, uh, a lot of this stuff is, is, is first take, hot take, right out of the, rolling right out of bed. Uh, and, and plus we have uh, a bunch of boring shows we got to review. <laughs> well, actually, because um, there's been so much happening this week, I thought rather than doing the usual separation of news and then reviews and previews, I've tried to separate everything by topics oh. rather than content, if you will. So um, let's start off with Okada's big announcement today, which is a new title. It's called KOPW 2020. So there's no belt, 
each competitor proposes their own match stipulations, like you know, ladder match or cage match, whatever. Uh-huh. Then fans vote on the stipulations. So it starts on August 26th, where eight wrestlers square off in four first-round matches, and then the winners move on to a four-way match with no extra stipulations. It's just a regular four-way match at uh, August 29th at Jingu Stadium. And then the winner of that becomes the provisional KOPW 2020 champion and continues to defend the title with another match at the end of the year, at which point the winner is awarded a trophy, what? which concludes KOPW 2020, and then KOPW 2021 happens the next year. It's a bit confusing, isn't it? <laughs> so there's a thing that you win, but you don't really win anything. Like, it doesn't... What, what, okay, you just get to win this thing? But, you, but again, it's not like a tournament win. It's not like a... You know, you're not... It, I, I'm, I'm, why? What would I'm saying? It is like a a, to- a tournament win that you then kind of defend briefcase style until the end of the year. For what point though? Well, the, the way I'm seeing it is, we all bitch and moan about how the post G1 periods, you know, the destruction, King of Pro Wrestling, Pasha, all that is boring. It's predictable because you know that the the, the Wrestle Kingdom main event is set in stone. That's not going to change. Okay. The, the title shot is not going to change hands. The IWGP title is not going to change hands, and it's dull. So I think this is their way of trying to address that by spicing up, by adding this extra tournament towards the end of the year and having a few gimmick matches in there. So that gives something to do for the wrestlers who are not already penciled in for big matches at Wrestle Kingdom. And they're and good. I don't know, it just seems like quite a fun idea to me. Uh, yeah, okay. Um and they're all gimmick matches? Yeah, that fans vote on. Like, were, were these gimmick matches, were examples given? Like, did they say? Yeah, Okada did give examples in the press conference. I think he specifically said, for example, ladder match, two out of three falls match, steel cage match. But I guess it could be any kind of match. And to be fair, like we do already get matches like of that ilk from time to time. We had uh, Elgin versus Kenny Omega ladder match. We've had two out of three falls matches. We've had three-way matches. So uh, we've had uh, no disqualifications matches. So the, the idea of gimmick matches is not new in and of itself. No, but they're, they're sprinkled, you know, not very liberally. I mean, it's. Not, I mean that Elgin, that Elgin uh, uh, Omega match that was years ago. Um. Okay. I like. Uh. G- give me your take. Is, is this something that you think? Like for instance, if if we didn't have the issues with the rosters and we didn't have the issues with people getting into the country, would we be having this? Mm, I don't. I don't think the COVID situation has impacted the booking as much as people think it has. So I would be inclined to think, even without the COVID situation, they would still be running with this. Does this promotion need another title t- tournament thing? Is that the is that a is that is that the problem here? I don't think I don't think we need another. <laughs> it's thing. not what I would have come up with. No, but I will give them credit for at least trying to address the fact that the 
final third of the year is pretty dry. Listen, I'll give them credit for again. I think I I, I tend to believe that the situation plays more to do with them doing things like this than than they would have normally done. And and I kind of I'm kind of into that. I, I I'm I'm happy with that because you know why not? Let's 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 get a little fucking nuts, right? Let's 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 look outside the box a little bit. That's that's okay. If you're gonna do it, this is the year to do it. Um, like to, uh, I I just see this being watered down very quickly. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna go into this maybe this year really hot. Like I just feel this being a a never six man belt situation, where we're we're forgetting it even exists in three years. Like in three years, do you see this still being a thing? Probably not. Right. <laughs> if I'm honest, it sounds like a wacky idea that probably hasn't been thought through right. very carefully. Right. <laughs> but I, I, I'm. I, I, I mean, the jury's out. Obviously, I'll wait and see what it looks like. It will live and die by the quality of the matches. I, I figure, but I'll give it a chance. Um, it's really weird and confusing. That I mean, it's it's very sort of got that fever dream quality. Like you sort of wake up and be like, oh, I had the weirdest dream about New Japan that Okada invented this new championship where there'd be fans voting on gimmick matches, and then your friends would laugh at you and be like, what a ridiculous thing to dream about. That would never happen in a million years. But here we are, right? And that's why I say it's like okay, they're going to look at you know they're they're, they're living life outside the box, and that's uh, listen, I appreciate that. It'll be fun. Come on. <laughs> This is this is wacky. There's so many different layers. So again, like fans vote for. So again, uh, and I'm so the the wrestlers propose the stipulation. So let's say uh, we've got I don't know El Desperado against Ishii, and El Despi will say I think we should have a bull rope no disqualifications match and then Ishii says I think we should have a ladder match and then the fans vote on which one of those stipulations Ah. the match will be contested okay what's the website they gotta collect emails is this like a like a email marketing campaign they gotta (laughs) it's usually been done these votes have been done on the line app Ah. so I figure that's what they'll use who knows well I don't have line nobody nobody in the states has lines lines (laughs) we have plenty of lines uh we want a little involvement in this. Come on, make it make it everybody. Everybody wants to have a vote in this. Um, Do you think this is evidence that New Japan is becoming more westernized, and does that trouble you? Um, look, New Japan will go through various ideas, and some will stick, and some won't. Uh, what did they have? But what was the the U twenty championship or the U twelve or whatever the fuck it was? Where it was like the greatest wrestlers, you know, you remember that five years ago, what ten years ago, whatever it was, and that they dumped that. Just I, I give them credit for trying shit, trying new shit. But there's nothing wrong with that. Um, this is this is well outside the typical. I I I I would. I'm trying to finish a thought here. I would think that 
there are plenty of people that are scratching their heads over this one. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think this is a Western thing. I really think this is a okay. Twenty twenty is fucking wacky. But let's kind of jump headfirst into that pool. Um, I don't think they would be doing this if if we were in a situation otherwise. Um, so no, I mean it does. Fe- Listen, when, when you start throwing around terms like steel cage match and you know gimmick matches and ladder matches and shit like that, that scares people that are fans of this promotion. There, I, I no doubt about it. Um, but I really don't think we would be having this conversation if if we weren't in the pickle that we're in right now. Okay, that's fair. Um, I mean, this all came out of Okada and his comments about the the title scene. So this was allegedly his idea. So uh, we'll touch on Okada later. But as I mentioned, this is the the final of this will be taking place at Jingu Stadium, where they've announced a big show, big outdoor show on Saturday, August 29th. Uh, I'm seeing here information from a friend of the show, Andrew, that the the tickets are 20,000 for arena seating and 11,000 for standing seating and it will be postponed to August 30th if it rains on August 29th. So just first of all, Damon, what is your your response to the fact that they have booked this big outdoor summer struggle stadium show? Um, I mean, like the last time they did this, when we're talking back in the, you know, Muda era, right? It was Muda and Onida, great need to... Um, doing a gimmick, gimmick, oddly enough, doing a gimmick match. So, ah, uh, the last time they were in this in this building, it's an open it's an open air building, right? So, some of the pressure of like once again, I hate to say the the, the term again, but once again, COVID, uh, being a issue, they're still only going to do about. What, 10, 20% Joel of capacity? How's that going to look? You think it's going to be a good look? A big, a big, it's going to look like an empty arena. Like, but, but here's the thing everybody's looking at empty arenas, right? For every sport. So I don't think it'll be as jarring because if you're watching any other sports, that's what you're seeing. You're seeing 10% capacity, 20% capacity at best. And then the rest is just, you're seeing an empty fucking building. Um, Hmm. I mean, I, I I like it, but it's not going to be the visual that I think people would have hoped to see with, you know, a big empty, especially for pro wrestling. I mean, at least for like football and for um, baseball and other outdoor sports, there's a big field to occupy a lot of your attention. We're looking at an empty arena, you know, ten percent, whatever. Well, how many is that? Three thousand, five thousand people um, in a in a stadium that that seats, you know. Um, it if they lift the cap, it could be sort of between ten thousand to fifteen thousand because okay. it's open open air as well. That's not that. Then that's not as bad, is it? Ten to fifteen in a twenty k. Yeah, and I hope they're allowed to shout and make noise because that's that's killing me. Oh. The fact that it's just clapping weird yeah 
Yeah, if they, if, if they get 15, if they get 10 to 15 in the building, it won't look as bad. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, it's just, just a wrestling ring in the middle of a fucking open-air stadium with 5,000 people in there. Ooh, <laughs> that could be that could be tough. I don't know if I, that's going to look shaky at best. Uh, yeah, I wish it was a different time and we were talking about an outdoor stadium. That's for sure. Um, 20K seating. I mean, they could have they could have said no, but I like the idea. I like the idea of an outdoor stadium. I don't know. It gets gets it'll get people pumped up. I think. And they announced some of the show too, right? They announced some of the some of the card. Um, why why don't we hit that? Do some of those announced matches? Um, that is on my list of things okay. to talk about. But before we get there, the next thing I wanted to talk about was the Sengoku Lord main event. So, uh, Evil retaining his title against Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, I thought the build-up for this was really, really great. I thought they did a tremendous job there. Particularly, there there was a 20-minute Hiromu interview on New Japan World on YouTube where he went into a lot of detail about his relationship with Evil and some stuff about when they were young lions together, the symbolism of his jacket, because, of course, you, you might remember Evil was holding Hiromu's jacket all the time he was injured. And uh, then also there was Hiromu's diary that was uh, uploaded where he had asked members of LIJ not to interfere on his behalf even even if evil cheated he said he wanted to go out there and do it for himself and so putting aside the build-up which I thought was great I thought it was a very good match um it was a clear improvement on the Naito match in my opinion and it kept me interested throughout even though it was well over 30 minutes I thought the pacing worked for me you got the flurries from Hiromu and like at the start of the match as well as soon as the bell went and then Evil taking control showing that bullying side like moments the, the German suplexes you know destroying Hiromu's neck and it was punctuated by big exciting moments we had the, the sunset flip there was the Death Valley driver on the apron and I thought the closing stretch was really exciting as well because they got me with the time bomb two near fall and Hiromu got really a long visual pin there and when of course Dick Togo came and yanked referee out of the ring I had a big smile on my face I was like you motherfucker Dick Togo and I knew the interference was coming we talked about it on the show last week and personally I thought it made sense for this new evil character so I didn't mind it and and I thought it worked thematically to cap off what I thought was uh, a really exciting main event so what were your thoughts on it? I thought it was a good main event I thought uh, um, uh, look I'm not, I, I can't sit here and lie and say well first let me, let me work my way back so you mentioned a lot of the build, and I as well. I enjoyed m- most of it. Do you think a lot of people saw the what you, you mentioned, like the the write up about the jacket? The jacket write up interests me just because I've been to that store, uh, Seek and Destroy in New York, and I just thought it was weird that he got it there. Um, the. Uh, you know, the story of him, you know, evil carrying the, the jacket. Um, but do you think a lot of people saw a lot of that content that was spread out in, at various locations? Um, do you think they missed, missed a bit if they didn't catch all of that? Yeah, I think so. And I think they could do a better job in getting that stuff out there. And I think they could do a better job with their pre-match 
video packages as well. Just getting them translated into English, maybe having English subtitles or, or something so that they are accessible for us greedy, selfish, lazy Westerners. That would be nice. <laughs> right. But, if, but even, I mean, again, even if I'm a, a fan living in Japan, I mean, a lot of that content was spread out amongst you know other locations it wasn't like it was just all in a, a nice little package and you turned on new japan world and everything was right in f- front and center um yeah they should have tied all that stuff up together and had it you know for example playing at the new japan road show at Koraku and the, the monday preceding that and then before the match so right. uh yeah it was uploaded quite close to the actual sengoku lord event itself right you really had to and I'm, I'm not saying go out of your way, but it, you know, it wasn't like it was just you're watching New Japan World and you got all that great build. Um, you had to be a fan and really want it. Um, the match itself, Joel, was 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 good. I'll even go really good. Um, aside from the that near fall, that. Everybody says they bit on, and I don't know if I bit on as much as others. Like that near fall was cool, and and it and and there was a little tingle in my spine of maybe it could happen. But I mean, I'm, I saw lots of people freaking out, like thinking that was it. And I don't think I ever felt during this match that 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 Hiromo was taking this title, and I think that was a a, a a problem um, with me getting into it. Like I, I felt like I was, I was hyped for the match on paper, but I, I, I'm again, I got to give you the honest opinion here. As I'm watching it, I just felt myself not getting as deep into the match as I really thought it was, and I think I was more disappointed in me because because I, I felt like I left myself hanging. Of well, okay, all right. And again, good match, but I just, I, I don't know why. I, I just didn't feel the. I, I don't know. There was something missing. I have yet to put my finger on exactly what that might be. But I will say, once again, and I know people don't want to hear it. Some people don't want to hear it, but some people are going to, you know, put me on their fucking shoulders and carry me around the building. The interference took me out again, Joel. Joel, the interference took me out again. I, I, I just, I, I know if, if 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 somebody says to me, "Well, that's what a heel does," I'm going to grab him by the throat and bite him in the forehead. Uh, it, it, it's you, you. They beat you over the head with it, Joel. In this, in this, in this comeback for New Japan. I, I I feel like every fucking show, I gotta I gotta see Red Shoes take a fucking bump. I gotta see, a, just big matches, big matches result in interference of, of some kind. Um, I'm not even going to get into the fact that every, you know people think you know that is preposterous that Lij can't find a way to get out, even though they they, they do a little backstory after the after the fact. Of Hiromo saying, "Oh, I wanted the integrity of the match, and I told them not to come out." And but okay, you still look like a fucking boob. Uh, it's 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 gotten to the point where 
it's just enough is enough with it. I'm, I'm kind of at my limit when it comes to the fucking interference shit. And and it, it I feel like it hurt a match that could have been taken to a next level. Again, I'm at very good levels, whatever the fuck star that would be. I'll, t- I'll give you a star. I'm not afraid of a fucking star. I'm not going to back away from a fucking star. I'm going to give you a star. I went three and I, I didn't. I didn't go four. I went like between three and a half and four, somewhere in there. Um, Do you think that is falling well below the standard that we've come to expect from New Japan title matches? In certain pockets, um, yes, there is always this idea of the that last match being. Uh, a, a barn burner and people want that i mean you can't just dismiss that as as well we're going to do heel shenanigan shit and we've always done it and okay you have but it's a spice to me that's that's a spice and the and the the impact of something like that when it does happen when you add that spice means more than Every fucking time. Again, we've only had one title defense, money. Yeah, I, I was going to say prior to Dominion or, or the New Japan Cup final that weekend. When was the last time we had interference in IWGP title? We had a whole year of Jay White. We had all G one of G White uh, of Jay White. Um. Yeah, but wh- when did that end? Because I'm just I'm trying to map it out in my mind. The way I see it is we get, for the most part, so face cha- face baby face champions and clean finishes, but then every couple of years or so, you get a short heel champion with interference that lasts a few months, couple of couple of title matches, maybe two or three, and then it's back to the norm with baby face champion clean finishes. You right, but I mean, keep in mind we've had. Such a long pocket here of Tanahashi, Okada. Like you weren't getting that with with Tanahashi Okada. Now you were getting that a little bit with AJ, and you were getting that. Uh, you, I mean, you didn't really get a ton of that with with Kenny as champ, did you? No. Um, I mean, like, like I said before, I think. Well, I mean, we know the cheating main event heels. That's not new. That's been around. Sure, but in. I think, like I said, short burst to elevate people. So uh, Prince Devitt did it in 2013. Styles, like you said, 2014. Naito in his first reign in 2016. We had Jay White doing it in 2019. And, and like I said, I think these are typically short reigns. Would it be better if you removed that completely so that you were always guaranteed a clean finish in a main event? And I, I'm not sure about that. I, I sort of 50-50 on that because I like being kept on my toes, especially when it's mixed in with the top heels winning the odd match clean because that's always a tremendous shot when that happens and I'm still waiting for Evil to be able to get that big win where everyone's expecting the shenanigans but the shenanigans don't come and he just hits the Evil STO and wins but even if that doesn't happen in the future I do just playing devil's advocate I think it's building up some really good emotions to an eventual payoff when either Evil loses the title or he retains it because both of those are, are sure to elicit big emotions but you are right it's a fine line to get that balance correct and not overdo it i mean i'm okay with it for now 
it's usually restricted to one wrestler at a time. It doesn't happen in every match, and it's only a feature uh, in the main events in short bursts. Like t- for me, I think this Evil Reign is more interesting than Okada's 2019, where he's defending it against Sonata twice and Jericho and Suzuki, where every match ends clean, but it, the result is a foregone conclusion. But like I've, I said last week, you draw your own line in the sand if you hate it. If, it, if the interference doesn't work for you at all and you wish it was just permanently gone from all New Japan title matches, you wouldn't be alone in that. I, see, you mentioned something about you know, the big payoff and the big emotion. To me, and I think there's a lot of people that would agree, I think you can get more emotion from that clean win than you would from the, fuck, you know, from the payoff of beating the guy who constantly fucked you over. Like I feel like this pocket of, of this promotion... And what this promotion brings to the table is it's it's not the 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 it, it is a payoff. Like you're looking for a payoff, but it's not getting that final fucking revenge over the guy that fucked you over. The the big payoff is a, a story like Naito, who finally wins the title, um beating four of the top guys. Um and as much as people piss on the rain, the chase of of Kenny beating Okada, that that meant more to you know that was more impactful for a lot of people than getting you know one up on a guy who cheats. Um, Okada finally beating Tanahashi is another perfect example of that, um, where you know. Previously in the Tokyo Dome, the fans went home sad and and Okada's crying walking down the fucking aisle because he couldn't get it done. That was it had nothing to do with heel shenanigans, had nothing to do with ball shots, had nothing to do with fucking brass knuckles or ghetto or kendo sticks. Nothing. The best moments in New Japan Pro Wrestling are those competitive sports moments. And people are, who are trying to tell me that, oh, they've always done it. And then, okay, they have, but it hasn't always been good. <laughs> That's for sure. And the best moments have always been, always been, two guys going at it, one guy coming out on top. We are in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, expecting New Japan to be putting their best product out there. Maybe that's unfair. Yeah, I, I agree. And again, I, I a lot of the shit that we're talking about here today, I, I, again, I I don't care what the fuck Dave says. I truly do not believe for from everything that I have been told and we have been told that evil was going to happen 100% this year. Yeah, we, we had a John Ensman writing in saying, did you guys hear that while Chris Jericho was streaming? He mentioned talking to Ghetto 18 months ago. He says Ghetto mentioned wanting to try out a huge evil push or something to that end. So can we finally admit this booking isn't a COVID reaction? It's a COVID reaction. I don't think, I don't, I don't think this was in, in the works at all. I really don't. I really don't. I... I, I I mean, again, do you think new? Do you think standard, regular old New Japan Cup would have been this? But what we saw, I mean, I think there's enough reasonable 
doubt and, and evidence to suggest that yes, that it would have been the case. Mm. All right. I mean, maybe I'm dead wrong. I, okay, I'm I'm fifty fifty on it. I don't know, and I don't think we will ever find out because the people who are in charge of those decisions are not going to talk right. to journalists, probably. Right. I don't know. I I I don't see it. Anywho, yes. Do do I think that some of the, you know we're 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 judging this by the return, which happened what a handful of weeks ago, m- month ago, months ago. Uh, fair. That's that's fair, Joel. But it's not like you know this conversation hasn't been discussed before when it came to. I mean, look, the 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 biggest struggle people had with Jay White was this, right? The biggest struggle people had with, I mean, I mean, Bullet Club in general uh, has this issue. In, in everything they touch, it feels like. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. Maybe we should just be used to this. I don't know. I just think that there's something to be said about the fact that the best New Japan moments usually come not from what you described. It comes from the idea of two guys fighting over a title and one guy coming out on top. Yeah, and I would not disagree at all. But again, this was Sengoku Law. This is a, generously put it, a B-show. And again, in the middle of a viral pandemic. So I'm just throwing out there, maybe the people, I'm not saying this is you, Damon, but the people saying, oh, you know, New Japan's finished, Ghetto's finished, this is trash, need to just have a bit of patience. And uh, Liam on our Discord summed it up quite nicely because... Like looking ahead, if we if we view this Hiromi match on this B show as build up towards this match at the Jingu Stadium, either Naito wins and then we'll celebrate, or uh, Evil wins clean and we're all stunned and that solidifies Evil as a top guy, a top guy, or Evil wins dirty because there's going to be another payoff somewhere further down the line with a, with a different guy. And it's about building those expectations and subverting them at the right time. And Liam gave some good examples, like Goto overcoming Suzuki's bullshit at Wrestle Kingdom 12, and then Suzuki has to shave his own head. Or JY shocking everybody by beating Okada clean as a sheet at Wrestle Kingdom 13, when everyone was expecting bullshit there. And the fact that it was built up with bullshit made that clean as a sheet Blade Runner 1-2-3 in the middle of the ring at the Tokyo Dome all the more impactful. And maybe... You don't get the emotional payoff to a moment like that if Evil had beaten Hiromu clean. And and Nicole, Nicole also pointed out that Naito's feud are usually trilogies where he doesn't triumph until the third and final match. So I think there's a huge element of doubt there coming up for this stadium match. And it's made me, personally, really interested in it. Oh, I'm super interested in it. Don't get me wrong. Of those three options, if they... It's super interesting because it's it's who gets fucked first, to me. Like like if Naito loses clean, whew, wow, right? That's just it's almost that you expect that at this point. If uh, if Evil wins with a bunch of bullshit, you know you're going to have people losing their shit, right? Um, I mean, what other, what other options are there at this point? 
Naito wins. <laughs> you think that's <laughs> happening? That. If it gets happened, I mean, it, that's the, that's the, what he's been talking about. Yeah. You know, Naito's been saying rental periods over. Maybe this was just something to keep things interesting until we get to the dome. Would people would would the people then look back at 2020 and say, okay, and maybe in hindsight say, okay, I'm 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 okay with everything that happened. Naito got the, like I really feel like people are more upset that Naito doesn't have a title, the, the title, than than anything. Well, else. I said before, like what scenario is better? So either we come back from the COVID. Naito defends the title successfully in some filler defenses against, you know, just throwing names out there against Goto and I don't know, Kojima, whatever, I don't know. And then keeps the belt all the way to Wrestle Kingdom or he loses it to Evil. There's a bunch of bullshit. People get angry, lots of arguing. We establish Evil as more than just a mid carder. But eventually, we end up in the same place come January because people with can't the title back on Naito. People can't see the forest for the trees, right? Like you're in it. Why am I exercising? I'm throwing up. I, I I'm sweating. I'm in pain. Oh, six months later. Oh, look at my arms. Oh, look at how that happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people don't. It's it's you know we, you got to get from point A to point B. Again, my biggest issue is the interference. Um, it, it takes me out of matches. It, it just does. Um, I understand the idea of it if if we are – and we always – I mean, listen, that's the always the end goal of, of pro wrestling is to get from point A to point B and take you on a journey doing it. And maybe we got to go a little bit deeper and maybe this outdoor show is you're – going, you're going a little deeper, kids. <laughs> right, or it might be, hey, Naito has that title back, and we just needed to get you get your juices flowing for a couple months. And you're right; it would have been. And, and in hindsight, this is a thousand times better than oh, successful title defense against Yuji Nagata. Oh, uh, you know, successful title defense against I don't know, Koto Obushi, right? I, I, and I'll get, and I, I will concede that point to you one hundred percent. And and I will say this too, Joel. The interference is there to also help keep guys strong, right? Like if Hiromo just ate a fucking pin, that would make no sense. But Hiromo had at least two, as you called them, visual pins, right? Of beating the guy and being, you know, if things just went better and weren't and he wasn't fucked over by Bullet Club, he would be the world champion. And holy shit, what a world we would live in. Um so again, a lot of that that is pr- protecting people from doing the clean pin when it would make no sense for a guy like Hiromo to do the clean pin. I get that. It just again, it takes me out of the match when you see it a thousand times. Yeah, we had a question from James, tongue firmly in cheek. Why doesn't Evil do more tope suicidas and Canadian destroyers? Doesn't he care about his Observer Star rating? Uh, I mean, even without the interference, Damon, there is a lot of hot debate about Evil's match quality and about his ability to perform on that level. Do you, do you have any concerns, again, putting the interference to one side, about Evil's qualities as a wrestler? Because, 
I mean, I even got a, a Japanese fan in the mention saying that there are a lot of Japanese fans who think he's not good enough. He's not up to the task. Um, I mean, th- that was probably the the meat and potatoes of people complaining and wanting Shingo to, to, to play that role, even though it didn't make any sense to. I mean, a lot of that was based off of Shingo can go, um, where compared to Evil, that is. I don't think Evil's awful. I mean, it's not like you have somebody who is just, you know, shits the bed every time he goes out there. I think Evil can have I think Evil can have really good matches. Um, I don't know if Evil's gonna give you the, you know, the like I wouldn't put Evil in the top Would you put him in the top ten? Probably not, no. no. I wouldn't. So I think it's a fair argument, right, that he's not an elite level, pardon the pun, uh, pro wrestler. Um, and, it, it, you know, up there with Okada's and the, you know, barring injury, Okada's, Tanahashi's, blah, blah, blah. You know. oh. And that's why it's weird when we do that roll call, I think, for a lot of people. And I think, and then Joe, again, not to rehash and beat a dead horse, but that was a a big challenge for a lot of people with him walking away with that fucking strap. Because again, there is, there is something to be said about that championship meaning something to a lot of people in that regard. Um, And when you go through that roll call, I mean, trust me, there are a couple bums on that fucking roll call when they do that video. Uh, but overall, you're looking at some pretty talented pro wrestlers. And, you know, Evil's one of those guys that, again, we're months into this. Not even months. Eight, maybe a month, if that. He just doesn't fit. He just doesn't didn't fit that mold. Yeah, that's fair enough. And, and again, I'm not dismissing any of these criticisms outright. I think people are perfectly... There are valid criticisms about him not being at that tip-top level and about the interference, but you know, we, we've looked at both sides of the coin. And again, I think this is just a purely personal preference thing here. And maybe time to move on rather than uh, debating it in circles. Let's- in the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like You know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever, but if you're really in this game to, to find value and find particular cards... It sucks to have to buy these mystery packs, and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing, you know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. 
You get a display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net, arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club, and we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Let's talk about Hiromu because I thought this was, in a way, a match that was more about Hiromu than it was about evil. A real, I don't want to say star making performance because he already is a star hero. But I mean, looking at his year, his 2020, he he beat Osprey, who looked unbeatable for a lot of 2019. He retired Jushin Thunder Liger, got a big win over Dragon Lee. He's pinning heavyweights in the cup. He pinned Ishii, took Okada to the limit. He gets a visual pin over Double Champion Evil. He's getting a ton of interviews and programs and features on the website and outside of the ring. What do you think this is building to? What do you think is the ceiling of Hiromu Takahashi? Talk to me in in a year or two, where he's he's. Remember when there was that little period of time where we were talking about Will Osprey, and we were talking about how it feels like this company really has high hopes for Will, and I wouldn't be surprised if he walks away with gold. I I I feel like that those plans that maybe uh, there were a lot of you know little little chitter chatter about Will. I think that's that's Hiromo. I I think he's a, he's not going to be a junior forever in in title in stature in whatever. He's a guy. He. he Name me a guy that is a bigger star in that company right now. Now imagine in a year or two of what position he'll be in. Uh, he's a, he, you know, people always say, "What's the ceiling on this guy? What's the ceiling on that guy?" I don't think there is a ceiling on that guy. Think about that. I don't think there's a ceiling. I really. Honestly, 100% in my heart, truly believe that he is a guy that could be the face of a company. Is that crazy? Not at all. But, I mean, to me, the more interesting thing is I feel that there's a bit of a dilemma, a bit of tension on whether Hiromu is a guy who 
is a junior and is used to elevate the junior division or do you want to make him into a heavyweight winning the heavyweight title and then him sort of failing to achieve his what he declared was his initial goal about raising the juniors do you feel that that that's going to be a bit of a problem in the future no because i feel like that's the the path that that a lot of guys take um of of I, I hate to say graduating from from juniors, but it, that is the perception. Um, I don't think like for him to be the top star. I I don't think that he could be a top star and be a junior and be labeled as a junior. Um. I think you need that to to have that line in the sand, unfortunately, um, and not even unfortunately. I just think that that you just need to have that perception of if you're going to be the top guy, you need to be not a junior. <laughs> I hate the, that. That's the way it is. Um, can things change? Can can ideas change? Yeah, we've seen that. But to me, in two or three years' time, we're not talking about Hiromo as a junior. That's for sure. So you wouldn't see that as a betrayal of the junior division from no. a guy who's been so passionate about talking about elevating the division. How many people have we heard that same song and dance from throughout the years? You know, at that I'm 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 totally fine with that. Because because I'm going to be truthful, there's you got a whole young lion system that you got guys ready to take that role. Right? And I think that's good. I I like that idea. Um, no, I, like Hiromo leaving and not being a junior is not going to destroy the juniors because they've, again, they've, they've had, that's just a part of that promotion and they've flourished and, and, and found that new person who's going to carry that torch, uh, since day one. So no, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about that. All right, so we did get two match announcements for the big Jingu Stadium show. Naito versus Evil for the, the big belt, and then Hiromu defending against Ishimori for the junior belt. So quick thought on those two matches, Damon. A lot of people disappointed with Ishimori lately, huh? I think... Uh, I mean, on paper, that's... Yeah, I mean, his, his match against um, Uemura at Sengoku Lord was strange, because I thought it was decent for the most part I mean it's what you'd want from a, a singles match against a young line but then at the end of the match it kind of lost its way because he did the bloody cross and then it looked as though he was like oh shit I wasn't supposed to do the bloody cross I was supposed to use the yes lock to finish him and then sort of pinned him but then decided not to pin him and then put him in the yes lock so uh, yeah well I mean what are your thoughts on Ishimura do you think he looks way off the pace is he below the standards that he's set for us yes if, if we're being honest yes like I just feel like he hasn't really found his groove yet. Now, singles match, big stadium, you know, people are excited for this show against arguably the hottest guy in the promotion. I mean, this is going to be a this should be great. This should be great. I you know, New Japan Cup, what was it? What did he have? First round, Gabriel Kidd. Who do you have in the second round? Do you remember? Uh, it was Kanemaru. Okay. And that one match was okay, right? That match was okay. Uh, I don't know. I mean, look, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen here. 
So I think the people who are kind of, you know, kind of, oh, he's not really had a great comeback, uh, I think will be okay uh, here. I hope so. You know, then let's put it this way. If he doesn't, and we got a problem, something's up, something's not right. Because he's in there with, with, with uh, again, arguably the hottest guy in the promotion. Evil Naito, right? Okay. Rematch. <sighs> I wanted to talk to you about Naito here and, and what's in Naito's future. Because yeah. he does seem to be showing more passion and more anger. And Nicole pointed out to me that, and I'm sure she's not alone in this, that he is more interesting to her now than he's ever been like he's fighting for his LIJ family and he's out trying to avenge the betrayal rather than just chasing championship belts like we finally got something that Naito really cares about and Nicole said his little family of lost boys being betrayed by one of their own he's always been better at the chase well he's always, it's all he's had really let's be honest here it's not like he's not like he's seventh defense Naito that ain't happening um, I guess we're more familiar with the chase. The chase is always better, though. Come to think of it, almost always better. Uh, they they kind of had to do this match, though, right? They almost had to. Yeah, I was just relieved that it wasn't Okada coming out to challenge at the end of Sengoku Lord. Yeah, that was that was the, the that that looked like the that the the way we were going. You know, for all of our goofy laughing and kind of what the fuck is all this? That King of, King of Pro Wrestling title, I guess they're calling. It. I don't even know. Is it a title? I tournament? don't know. He said KOPW, so it could be the Kazuchika Okada Pro Wrestling. Title. <laughs> Good point. Right, right. Has has there been a clear distinction of what, what we're calling this? Is is it just the initials? Yeah, in the uh press conference okada said kopw 2020 what an arrogant fuck naming a title after himself maybe it's the kenny omega pro wrestling (laughs) (laughs) you know what we're getting tables the western uh this is the kenny omega pro wrestling title you're right you know what you nailed it joel (laughs) you know what everybody's you're right it's too much western uh uh influence this promotion's fucked Look at it, their name. This t- Kevin Owens Pro Wrestling <laughs> 2020 title has no business being in my pro rest. <laughs> oh, Lord. What have we become? My sweetest friend. Uh, all right. The. Yeah, that was good. That it wasn't Okada. He's all fucking around with this fantasy booking thing that he's got going on. Until um, he wins the G1. Yeah. Uh, do, do, do I think he wins the G1? Was that the question? I said until he wins the G1. You think he's Okada. winning the G1? You think he's your guy? Yeah. Is that how they split the titles, you think? You think? You think? Okada. Yeah. 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 Me too. Yeah, Okada just is like, no, I don't want to challenge for the icy belt. Yeah, fuck that to shit. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, he did the big interview in Tokyo Sports. He said he's not interested in the belts right now. He says they've been devalued. Um, he had this, you know, the, the Yujiro match at Sengoku, the Yujiro feud in general. Ugh. I mean, right. it's it's not good. No. We had Quest tells the dude, says, with the way the match turned out, uh, how Okada seemed like he felt sorry for him in his comments after, are we seeing the beginning of a redemption arc for Yujiro? It feels like he is at a breaking point. It seems unsure what direction to go and a change could help. 
And Emilio says, when is it safe to say, oh God, it is washed? I mean, okay, one Yujiro redemption arc. No. I'm not interested. I don't care. Um, two, a card of wash. No, but I think since the comeback, he has looked a shadow of his former self. I don't know. I wouldn't say he's phoning it in, but it, it looks like a different person. And the Yujiro singles match and their endless Yujiro ghetto Okada tag matches oh. like these these two Korakuen shows that I watched and you know there's going to be nine of them in total so I was Ooh. apprehensive and I started watching I've watched both of them and both of them for the first half of it I'm like this is pretty good this is easy to watch I'm enjoying myself uh-huh. and then Yujiro and Ghetto come oozing out from backstage and then the whole thing grinds to a halt and I just lose interest in it completely uh, I'm not alone am I Damon no no uh, come on. And it takes them, again, 10 minutes to beat fuck. And they fall for the same fucking thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's the shit that I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Again, yeah, like a Yujiro Ghetto tag team should be defeated by buried. an Okada show team in about three minutes. Right. Yes, I agree with that. A thousand percent. And then I got it. Like, again, I understand pro wrestling. Um, it's, you know, you, it, but it just makes people like you're watching all these shows. I think that's the biggest problem is that you have access to all these shows. And it's just like, OK, this OK, you're falling for that again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for that to to be done. Um, But OK, again, my original point. So Okada, thank God he's worried about the Kenny Omega Kevin Owens pro wrestling title. Uh, and it was Naito because I think that they, they almost had to do it. Let me ask you this. Naito win this title? Yes or no? Yeah. Outdoor stadium. He's winning that title back and away we go. Yes. Will everything, um, will everything be right in the world at this point? You think people will be feeling see here's the thing I don't think there's a lot of people I just think there's a a, a a noisy group of people that are hating the evil stuff um now I will say this that I don't and again I, I try not to talk to too many people I'm not really fucking into that <laughs> but the people who do contact me uh, made it clear that yeah no, public service announcement do not contact Damon he's not interested I, leave him alone I really am not interested in anything in anything so uh yeah that that is true um i'm it's like i i can't tell you how many fucking messages i have on my phone that i've never answered um i think that i you could probably put me in the buck you know the the i don't want to say the old time fan or whatever but you could whatever you want to call it but that group of people like who contact me by and large Really, I really feel like their interest is is fading in New Japan. More so, more so now than even when Jay White was doing it to his thing. And I don't know if they're just busy doing other things or if they're just um, finding other wrestling to enjoy, and that's good if they do. But I can't tell you how many people just bitch and moan about this. Like it, it, it does seem crazy to me. But if Naicho wins, do you think those people kind of come back around? 
Yeah, I think so. I think so too. They always do. They're always they always come crawling back, David. <laughs> I'm unsubscribing from New Japan World. No, you're not. No, you're not. Adler <laughs> uh, says, "How do you interpret Naito's comments about his image for the IC and heavyweight titles? Do, do you think that's just empty talk?" No, I mean, who's talking? He's been talking about it even when they were doing the the dome shows. He has no interest in that fucking title. And and I, I who could, no, Naito. Oh, I'm sorry, Naito said Okada. My bad. Well, yeah, he was talking about how he never wanted them to get stuck together. He always wanted to defend them separately, and this wasn't what he had in mind. And blah blah blah. I mean, I don't think anybody is anybody a, like after he won it. Then it was like, okay, now what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the idea of double champion kind of feels like, oh. and there, that's another problem New Japan's got right now that we haven't discussed is that we got all these fucking titles that are just in this weird area, this weird limbo status. And not for nothing, now we got Okada coming out with the Kenny Omega title. Uh, what about the tag belts? What about, you know what I mean? <laughs> what, did you mean the junior the tag junior titles? The junior tag titles, right? Yeah. The never. The U.S. And, uh, and now the, we got like four belts that are just kind of fucking floating around in space and uh and now we're gonna come out with this new shit how about we how- <laughs> we've got a lot of questions about those titles. Okay. can we deal with them separately yeah 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 let's go one by one okay okay so ben and commander ray so how would you separate the intercontinental and heavyweight championship steven says do you think evil will just hand off the ic title to another member of bullet club as a way of splitting up the double title and wackaby says now that the belts can be split up who does evil lose one to first so i think okada wins g1 and challenges only for IWGP heavyweight. Yep, I do too. I do okay. too. Um, Alex says, with the state of the junior and heavyweight tag divisions, would it be wise to just unify the belts into openweight titles or maybe just the junior tags, seeing as they insist on having two sets? Now, that is that is a weird one to me because you think with all these dry as toast Coracle and lineups that you would want to have the junior tag titles there being defended. And I realise things are in a bit of a weird spot at the moment with a big chunk of the roster missing and things are kind of open weight at the moment, and they don't want to make those clear junior and heavy distinctions. But it just does seem odd. It could, it just would be an easy way to spice up these Korakuen shows by you know having a, a tournament or even just a match with the vacant titles. Just have something rather than a lot of. I'm not going to say meaningless multi man uh-huh. no. oh, okay. <laughs> lacking direction, champion championshipless. Uh, Dry as what, what are your thoughts on the junior tag titles? I mean, they have nine. What do they have? Nine fucking shows at Corican. They mean to tell me you can't put on just the top two contenders and let's just fucking get this settled. Uh, yeah. So easy, Master Watto and Taguchi, your your ass masters team uh, against Despin Kanemaru. Fine, there you go. Fine, fine. And 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 here's the thing: you you mean to tell me you can't have Four teams in a, in a little mini tournament on these nine Corican shows, right? Something. And here's the thing: they're they're, they're kind of looks like they're booking it on the fly. It feels like because nothing's <clears throat> announced in the future. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, do do something with those titles. Let's make that happen sooner than later. Um, I don't. I have no problem with them being separate. Um. And, and not having it be an open weight thing, um, 
as weird as that sounds, because I've always been a big fan of blurring the line as much as possible. Um, I just want I just want some resolution to this situation because it seems preposterous that we can't figure that out. We've got we've got four titles that are just kind of no one gives a shit anymore. Can you think of another promotion that has this? Like, as much as we love New Japan Pro Wrestling, people have to look at this and be like, what the fuck is going on here? Four titles, Joel, that are just losing its luster. I don't know. And then uh, Okada walks into the room, guys, I've got the perfect solution for this. (laughs) Right, right. Where fans get to pick the stipulations. And by the way, if we don't find a way to fucking sabotage that, I, I we have not done our service to pro wrestling. I want, uh, the, like, the, finally, I want to, finally, Joel, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, Firehouse Fun Match. <laughs> <laughs> finally. Yeah, get, those, get on the cinematic matches, bandwagon. We love the Ganryuji Death Match so much. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's got to be it. That's that's what we're voting for. Like we bum rush that fucking voting. I don't care if I got to pay for a bot. I don't care if I got to go uh, some script kitty to make this. We're rigging that voting system, and we're doing death. I want an island fucking death match in the year twenty twenty. I mean, can, uh, it, this has to happen. Um, so prepare for that one, New Japan. I hope you. I hope your security, uh, your IT security team is is uh, well rested because we're gonna fucking sabotage this thing and we're doing island deathmatch whether you fucking want it or not. You get it, Craven? <laughs> or a cartwheel deathmatch? Or a cartwheel deathmatch? Loser has to do a cartwheel. That'd be so great. <laughs> oh, here's Okada. Oh, here. Oh, he's been practicing. All right, there we go. Imagine like someone like Tenzan trying to do a cartwheel. Oh, fuck it. I tell you what, I don't think I could do a cartwheel right now. That's for sure. My fat ass. <laughs> All right, let's not go down this road again. Uh, okay, so sticking with the card, uh, Bash says, how do you feel about his new move being called the money clip? Do you think it suits the clutch hold or should he just use it as a transition hold into the Rainmaker instead of the finisher? He is using it a lot. He's winning all of his wins using that money clip hold. <sighs> Look, uh, it really feels to me like he's a guy that, at the very least, he's go- he's easing into his his twenty twenty. And at and I want to say, and I'm not saying this at worst, but if but he might be a guy that's like, my knees are fucking shot. I can't get out of bed. I got to get injections just to just to get in the shower. Uh, I'm you know. I'm walking around like I'm 76 years old. I got to change up my style. I can't be doing all this fucking nonsense because my, I got the shelf life of my career is fading fast if I can continue in this in this way. It's a low impact fucking thing to do, right? Um, and all it is is just re-education. He do, he is he is re-educating with the, with this thing because yeah, every. It, it, not, not, here's the thing: it's not like his 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 finishers were that high impact to begin with. But Joe, I I keep going back to that fucking video, that that behind the the curtain with Okada thing. That was an eye opener, wasn't it? The way that that guy moves in real life, you know, after after he takes off his his gear, that was really something else to to to, to see. 
um, he's got to be thinking to himself, I got to slow this shit down. Definitely. And we said that at the time. Yeah. So, you know, looking back on that incredible run he had in 2017, the early parts of 2018, he's paying for that now. And then amazing. And, and that is amazing. Like, um, he's, you, you nailed it. That all that greatness and all that shit that we all fucking took our pants down to. That's 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 the end result. That's is that good? I mean, or he could just be saving himself for an incredible G one this autumn. Look, look, and, and and here's the thing too. You know, empty arena shows and no fans in the fucking building and all that. I mean, that's got to play a huge factor, right? In in a guy like him giving it. One thousand percent. You put. Yeah, that- I mean, if he was busting his nuts doing these spectacular high flying matches in half empty buildings right. against Udro, you would be like, "What the it's fuck a- are you doing, mate? Calm right. down." Exactly. Exactly. We're not talking about forty thousand people at the dome. You put forty thousand people in the fucking dome. Trust me, he's going to find a way to be to be Okada. You know, G one final. You're going to get a, a, an epic, amazing match. Um. Yeah, I, trust me, I'm not concerned about that. Um, empty arena, Corkin. Yeah, you might get, you know, two thirds Okada, and I, and and I'll go so far as to say, while it's disappointing for my my viewing pleasure, kind of understandable. And in that Udro match, I'm sure a few of us were expecting some sort of Jay White appearance, maybe even a video. Because he'd been teasing it on his social media with a little countdown mm-hmm. timer that ended at Sengoku. It's turned out to be absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm surprised. I, I, that's why I was waiting for a video, personally. I, that's how I Do you have it. a problem with that? I know he's a heel and he's supposed to wind people up, but I just, I don't know, that yeah. kind of left a sour taste in the mouth. Yeah, but I mean. Truth be told, I wouldn't have known the video was there if you didn't say something about the video, <laughs> you know, I mean, or like you know the uh, the uh, countdown thing. Um, yeah, it's it's him winding people up. They're just they're bored. What I mean, if, if I don't know how they're going to get in the country, man. If if Jay White is in the United States right now. I don't know how the fuck he's getting to Japan anytime soon. I don't know how anybody in the United States is getting anywhere anytime soon, to be truthful. Like like a guy like Kevin Kelly, that guy's got to be like, ugh, if I look at my fucking studio at home one more time, I'm going to jump out a window. Um, there's there's lots of people that just like, oh, I don't... Everybody who's in the States, they're in... I ain't going to Japan anytime soon. I, I'm gonna I, and again I, I know we hate talking COVID ish. Do you think any of these guys make it back before the end of the year? Mm, I mean, they could. There are loopholes. I'll err on the side of optimism and say yes. I think that the New Zealand-based guys should be able to make it back, and likewise Osprey and Juice, given that they have residency in Japan. So yeah, I think some of them will. Okay. All right. Fingers crossed. Yeah, some of them do. All right. All right. All right. I hope so. Wrestle Kingdom, G1, it all go hangs in the balance. G1, especially. I mean, have they. It's what? What is it? July 28th. 
at this point, we would be normally in G1 swing of things, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Harold did ref- mention the G1 in an interview he did recently and said that they're still planning to go ahead with it in October, I think, but it, w- it will depend on the the situation. Troubling times, Joel, troubling times. Uncertain times. Uh, let's talk about the Never Openweight title and this Shingo versus El Desperado match, which I thought was a different kind of Shingo Never title match, which I enjoyed a lot. I thought the leg work was really good, and I think Shingo is one of the best sellers in the company. So I like that. It was, it was refreshing, because I think both he and Desperado are very versatile wrestlers, and I don't want to see the same... Shingo match every single time because I remember saying was it the Ishii match he he had the defense and being a bit underwhelmed by that because it was just the same spots over and over again you know the shouting running the ropes lariats no selling slapping screaming each other so I enjoyed the fact that this was a different kind of match Um, what did you think of it yeah I liked it um I think people kind of get accustomed to seeing a never uh title match be the beefy you know you know, stand there exchanging blows, see who's tougher, that kind of shit. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. I think Shingo did a real good job selling his leg, right? Uh, and it was even after the match. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but the, the he, he beaten Desperado, but the way he was limping all the way to the back helps to put over Desperado, even though it's beaten him. So it's like, okay, I've beaten you, but you fucked my leg up. So I thought that was a nice touch, right? And there's no absolutely no reason for El Desperado to be to, to instantly turn into Tomohiro Ishii, right? Or turn into Togi Makabe just because he's fighting for this title. Um so yeah, uh, it, that that was a bit refreshing especially for the the never title. Um I don't know if this is one of Shingo's best matches. Um but I thought it was really good. I think I think uh, most of the the second half of of that show was good. I don't think that there's anything that I would consider great, but I think at the at the very least you saw a lot of very good on the second half of that show. Um and I think the beginning of the show was the definition of average in the sense of it, nothing was bad, nothing was great. And to me that that Sometimes I would rather see completely awful because at least it gives us something to talk about, right? At least you can get fired up over that fucking thing sucked. But when it was shoulder shrug, yeah, that's good. You know, what do you talk? How do you, you know, that's not exciting to me. <laughs> you know, give me, I'd rather have the pits or fantastic. Anything middle of the road is just like, ah, come on. But how am I going to talk about this? Yeah. I mean, it was a, Perfectly good show. It was Sengoku Lord. I, you know, I don't know what people expected, but anyway, um, a question from Sunfish Dirty says, "Who do you see as Shingo's next challenger?" Goto, uh, right? I thought it might be Yoshihashi because they've been paired off together in these Koraka wins. But then Yoshihashi got pinned with the Made in Japan, which isn't even Shingo's main finisher. So that's made me think hmm, maybe it's not Yoshihashi. So uh, I'm not really sure who his next challenger could I- be or should be. I, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't we talking about uh, not we, but just in general, uh, Goto being in, the, in that mix? I feel they wrestled each other quite recently. I mean, sure, why not? Who? <laughs> right. It'll be a good match. I'm, sign me up. 
I wouldn't be surprised if we see Goto in the in the mix. Um, I I like the idea of different people. Um, again, I think the Never Title has the potential to be the most interesting. Again, when when you talk about on paper El Desperado challenging and show and stuff like that, that that gets me going. Um, does Goto necessarily get me going? I mean, Goto should go should be good, right? That should be a good match. Uh, if if in fact they go that route, uh, yeah. Yoshihashi, Yoshihashi, really? bag of socks, bag of socks. <laughs> Would you rather have Yoshihashi or Goto? Uh, honestly, Yoshihashi. I think that could be a very interesting match because Shingo, just the pace and the urgency of his matches, I think would. Not, I'm not going to say drag Yoshihashi to a good match, but stir something within him, motivate him to do better, because I think Yoshihashi needs that kind of opponent. I'd rather have Goro. I, I, I think I, I think I would 100% would rather have Goro. I think Goro would be a better match too. I really do. Because um, again, I don't think Goro can... Like He's a guy that can have a great match. And I mean, you're gonna get. You're probably at the at at a point where it's one a year when it comes to Goto, but you can have a great match with Goto. Okay, and they had a match at New Beginning in Sapporo already this year. Goto and Shingo. That was when Shingo beat Goto for the title. Right. I mean, and you want another one? I don't want another one. But who else are you putting in that role? Just right? giving you a perfectly good option. You're David. giving me Yoshihashi. Is what you're giving. <laughs> You've given Stick me Master Watto in there. You've given me a bat. You want Master Watto in there? You've given me. You told me that you. I have a gift for you, uh, and I got all excited. And I opened up that box, and guess what I found in that box, Joel? Bag of socks. It's not a great option. I'll take a rematch for, with Goto. <laughs> uh, Bork says, "Could we see a scenario where Shingo raises the Never Title to the main event?" Whilst Evil is holding the other singles title, similar to what Nakamura did with the IC. I'm not sure if we ever get to the point where the Never title could main event even a B-level show. I mean, it has. That, that it has in the past. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That, um, let me look up the new beginning in Sapporo. It was a main event. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's already at that level. I don't think it could main event a bigger show than that. I kind of think it's reached its ceiling in as much as the drawing potential of the never open way title so uh good job shingo and long may it continue yeah and, and again let's keep in mind we're not talking about full buildings right so you could it could it could definitely happen let's touch on the tag title situation uh, one thing i really enjoyed from these korakuans was taichi walking to the ring st- striding to the r- ring with his tag team title belt tied, what, dangling from his waist like a gigantic golden cock, just swinging back and forth. I don't know if you watched it, Damon, but it was just, it was really magnificent. It was something else seeing Taichi and how proud he is of his uh, IWGP heavyweight tag team championship. Um, there's been a lot of talk from Dangerous Techers that they're telling Ibushi he needs to find a new partner. They're not going to accept any more challenges from Ibushi and Tanahashi. So, who do you think Ibushi's new partner could be? That's a great question. I mean, if you're uh, Master Watto, 
No, he's got his thing going on with Tenzan. They look great together because you've got Watto all in the blue and Tenzan all in the red. It's like, you know, like Power Rangers or something like that. It is. Uh, I still find that amazing, that whole the dynamic, but okay. Um, I mean, who are you putting in that slot for, for, for a boosh? It's got to be one of those, uh, not not like to Gooch or anybody like that, right? Yeah, I'm just thinking if, if it's not someone who's affiliated with another faction, if it's got to be one of the Hontai people. That's what I'm saying. Mm. A dad? Could, Naga- could be Nagata. Wato. You think they're putting Nagata in that role? They could do. I mean, he is tied up at the moment with Suzuki. But you know, it's the same faction. Right. So we've got Nagato who's feuding with Suzuki at the moment. We've got Wato who's also feuding with other members of Suzuki Goon. So it's all hands on deck as far as Suzuki Goon goes. But yeah, no one's really jumping out at me as a, a great tag team partner for Ibushi. Maybe Kojima? I mean, you could, but it would be weird. To say the least, for him to to do that and not do it with Tenzon. I don't know. I mean, if it has to be, I mean, again, it has to be a, a new partner with for Abushi. Maybe it's Osprey. That'd be pretty pretty great if that were the case. How about Juice? Can Juice get back Juice, in the country? Yeah. yeah, Juice and Osprey. I think would be able to return. I'm just thinking Osprey because he's got the history with Ibushi and he's at, he's had previous with Zach and Taichi, so but I don't know. It's pie in the sky at this point. I don't wanna get my heart set on wrestlers coming back. Yeah, you know, that's kinda of hard to do, but either of those two I'd be thrilled with actually. Uh what do you think is next for Tanahashi? Because if he if this does go ahead then he's left out of the cold, isn't he? Or is he gonna be Filling his boots with KOPW yeah. 2020 action. Yeah, I think I think I think, he's, I think Tanahashi's going through a fucking table is what I think. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of stipulation match do you think Tanahashi would? Oh, he would do something. Thumb you know, war, something yeah. <laughs> really gentle. <laughs> right. Yeah, it would be a uh, hair contest. <laughs> right. A five minute exhibition, please. <laughs> um, yeah, it would be something light, something an easy, an easier night. Uh, he'd be like, like, what would be a step he would do? He would do like an Iron Man. Wouldn't he do one? He would do one of those or he would be like a two out of three fall kind of guy. Like he's not going to give you, you know, exploding barbed wire baseball bat. (laughs) I don't see him. I I don't, I don't see that in his future, but he's more of a endurance pro wrestling guy. So yeah, that's, that's what you're looking at. Two out of three fall match with, with Tanahashi. Uh, interesting observation from Johannes it says, uh, I see Suzuki Gun now mostly wearing black and gold instead of black and white. Could this be the beginning of Taichi Gun? And, you know, bearing in mind, most, more often than not, when there's a Suzuki Gun multi man team coming out, they are coming out to Taichi's music. So, do you see Taichi gradually being slid into the position as de facto leader of the faction? Oh, I mean. Depends on how long Suzuki wants to stick around. Um, he is fifty some odd years years old. You know, there might be a point where you, 
But even then, I mean, even if he doesn't, even if he's not an active ring person, I can't imagine Suzuki just being like, okay. Wrestler, <laughs> what you're looking for. What's that? Wrestler, active ring person. <laughs> what? You know what I mean? Like in ring, he's more, you know, he's a competitor. Um, words are good. Uh, but New I Japan seen... ring people. <laughs> Grapple man. Uh He'll be he'll be involved with Suzuki Kun. So I don't know. I mean, I I just think sometimes they just want him to fucking do his gimmick and he can sing his dumb song, um, more than faction changing power struggle thing. It's more of a that. So I think Suzuki will always be around though, and he'll be a a leader at ringside. One of the best parts of these Korakuens has been the Nagata and Suzuki face-offs and encounters so they have a match at Korakuen their main event in Korakuen on Friday mm-hmm. uh, there was a terrific match between them I think it was yesterday's show with Nagata and Uemura against Suzuki and El Desperado with just all four guys just, just kicking the shit out of each other basically Desperado going in really hard on Uemura in a way that was just awesome to watch and Nagata Suzuki just uh, we've seen it a lot already since the comeback but I never get bored of it they just seem to have tremendous fun just beat the crap out of each other. So, uh, yeah, fun main event to look forward to there on Friday. Have you been enjoying this feud? Yes. Yes, it's been a nice little undercard highlight. Absolutely, them. And uh, also, I guess, a little undercard highlight of these Corican shows. Um, Togi Makabe getting involved uh, with some young lion action, Gabriel Kidd. So, um, that's, He's that's been great since the combat, Makabe. Yeah. Really impressive. Yeah. And I mean, Gabriel Kidd has got to be just counting his lucky stars, or I don't know, but just the, his decision to stay in Japan when all the shit kicked off. He must be so happy with that decision now because he is starting to look quite special. And I know we say that about a lot of young lines, but just the opportunities he's been given, the fact that he's had this mini feud with Makabe, and Makabe's been giving him a lot in that. Uh, all this time dedicated to it in the backstage promos, and also they are featuring Gabriel Kidd's diary as uh, on on the New Japan website. It's starting to look like a f- tremendous decision for him sticking around. Yeah, especially for him. You know, he could have stayed in the states, and you know that seems a, a, a like a, like a real crowded area right now for Young Lions. Um, even though they're doing some smart things, and hopefully that what is that New Japan strong. Um, in talking with some people, I'm like, lean into that fucking studio show vibe. That would be, wouldn't that be fantastic if, if, if that strong show turned out to be, again, a young lions, very similar to what we have right now, um, with the, the, the weekly show, but just lean heavy into that eighties studio wrestling aesthetic. That would be fucking great. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Gabriel Kidd, probably the smartest guy in the, in the fucking promotion, just sticking it out there and, and uh, you know, finding, finding, finding his spot in a little mini feud with, with Togi Magabe. That sounds like fun. Other tidbits I enjoyed from the Korokuan shows. Taguchi has been really fun to watch on these shows. Um, him doing, like, strong-style forearm exchanges with Ishii. No selling the forearms to his backsides, all that stuff. I, I thought was great. I would like actually speaking of never shot. So let's let's give one to Taguchi. I think that'll be a lot of fun. And there've been some really fun Ishii and Kojima 
face-offs as well with them smacking each other around. Uh, Bushi pinning Yano. That was a big surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the show we've got coming up on Wednesday is almost identical to the last two we've had, but there's that's been some fun good. stuff on there. See, that, see that, but that's not good. Like They have all these shows, and uh, here's the thing. They're quick watches, right? They're, the, these things, these shows, they're not even two hours, it feels like. Um, so you're in and you're out, but so far, again, we're, we're, we're two in the books. We got another one coming and the, the, and the third one feels on paper, very similar to what we saw in those three. We sat here the other day and we were talking about, you know, seven shows, nine shows at Corkin and how they have an opportunity to do something special. These shows, Joel, come on. These 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 are these are these are not sexy whatsoever. Yeah, it's disappointing because there was the opportunity to do something interesting there, and it's clearly just an, an exercise in just trying to run as many shows as they can. So uh, you'd be forgiven for skipping them. I mean, the the sort of thing I would I have on in the background whilst I'm doing something else. So. I don't know. I, I don't mind watching them, but only idiots like me are going to be tuning in, to be honest. It's not something that's going to grab the casual fans' audience. And yeah, definitely a missed opportunity, especially with all these championships uh, sitting on ice right now. Right. What do you think they do with the US title? Uh, I would like to see it featured in this NJPW Strong show, which, yeah. I mean, I guess we can, we can talk about that, the Lions Break Collision. There was quite an interesting episode of it last Friday uh, there was a Lawler Coglin match which I was really enjoying up until the finish which just it was very awkward looking and, and not great and uh, Jeff Cobb beating Carl Fredericks which was a bit of a surprise I thought they were you know going full steam ahead with Carl Fredericks but I mean that's okay if they're going to stretch out the feud a bit I've got no problems with that um, I'm, I mean what are your expectations for NJPW Strong do you think it's just like a rebadging of the Lions Break Collision thing um, and yeah, what what are your predictions for it? Do you think we'll see the U.S. title involved somehow? I hope so, man. Um, again, you can travel within the United States, so everybody who's in the states should be participating in that in those shows. Um, and yeah, just, how great would it be to see like you know Kenta, Juice, people like that making yeah. an appearance? God, I would take absolutely. Um, yeah, there, there's there there's a lot they can dip their toes into. Um, Again, my my little thing is you know do a do a real studio show. Um, I think I and you know have Kevin Kelly run that thing and um, have the the, the post match interviews you know right at the podium and you know really lean into it. I mean you know still still have the the modern uh, amenities that you have with with uh, production values and all that, but still. Again, lean into that studio wrestling thing. That would be fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, the the U.S. title should be the the focal point there. Um, John Moxley has been stripped once again. He can't defend. Blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, and then it's it. You could do a tournament. You could do a, a mini tournament. Whatever you want to do. You want to fucking ha- hold that thing above a you know, on a on a cable in the rafters. I don't give a shit. Um, but yeah, make that the focal point. And you got yourself you got yourself a United States promotion that you could run again three weeks of tapings at a at a shot, 
um, and run a promotion because again, it's good. It's going to be difficult to get you guys back into Japan. Let's 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 run a weekly show on New Japan World. Anon Biz says, how will LIJ drop the Never Six Man tag titles with Evil no longer in LIJ? Ryan says, what do you think this situation means for the Never Trios titles? Joby One Kenobi says, now that Evil is a triple champ, what do you boys think the plans are for the Never Six Man titles? Seems like an interesting potential storyline opportunity for the Evil turn. Um, honestly, I think they've just forgotten about them. <laughs> They're back in the closet. Somebody lost them. Um, uh, here's what I say. All right, fantasy booking time. I need, a, I need a Andrew Rich to create a stinger. Uh, here we go. Lij have to defend those titles. So Evil, Sonata, Bushi have to defend those titles. Now you might not get along. It might turn into chaos. It might turn into pardon the pun. It might turn into anarchy. It might turn into a clusterfuck. I don't care how you figure it out. But they they are the champions. They have to defend those titles, and they're going to defend those titles. How about that? Would that be fun? It would be fun. Never going to happen. Right. Of course not. Why would it? <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, I mean, this sounds like Shinjuku. Or, no, it sounds like uh, Shinjuku. Oh, oh, God. It sounds like uh, uh, we have ourselves an undercard match on this, uh, this stadium show of a scramble. A a every every Jay Brone who doesn't have a program is going to be you know in a uh, never open weight excuse me not never open weight uh, never six man tag uh, scramble and we'll have a new champion there. You know we would be great champions for that. Oh. Kojima Tenza Nagata, the dad team. Yeah, they would be awesome. That'd be fine. I got a strange feeling Watto will, will, will have somehow get, have that belt around his waist. That's a that's a perfect belt for him. <laughs> so Watto wins a New Japan title before Yoshihashi does. Wow, let's put that. Okay, Watto wins a New Japan title before Yoshihashi. I'll take that bet. I'll take that action. All right. Well, let's dig into the questions then. You just uh, let me know how you're doing for time, Damon. Uh, Dan says, uh, I think it would be fair to say Evil would have been absolutely nobody's pick to be the next IWGP champ. With that in mind, do you fellas think there'll be more blurring of the lines between the championship levels of each wrestler as opposed to keeping the usual four or five names in the title picture? Could we see the likes of Zack, Taichi, Juice, etc. compete for and win the belt as opposed to just staying at IC slash never level? Um, look, again, I think a lot, and as, as I said earlier, 2020 made some – I'll go so far as to say this. I think, especially when it came to evil, that there might have been whispers and wants and wishes to kind of give him a little bit more of a boost, and I, and I think 2020 helped push that narrative. Um, I don't think that means that every – that the, the these titles are – all willy-nilly, anyone can win it. Um, that being said, I think that they're more open at least to experimenting with, with different people. So uh, to answer the question, <laughs> to answer the question, I'm going to say no. It, it doesn't mean that. But uh, as we saw here with Evil, 
Okay, everything's on the table at this point, right? Everything's on the table. Do you think having gone through the New Japan Dojo is a prerequisite to winning that belt? Hmm, great question. No. Because um, there's plenty of guys that, that have... I mean, again, if we're talking modern times, if we're talking modern day, uh, I think the only one who hasn't gone... Well, two. Kenny hadn't. Um, AJ hadn't. Uh, is there anybody else who hadn't gone through the New Japan Dojo? Oh, right? That's it. Naito did. Tana, obviously. Okada. Ok- Okada went through. Um, I mean, he really. I mean, he was young, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I don't know if it's a prerequisite. I, I really just think that they, if they find, if they have a guy that can make them money and perform at a certain level, I think that's really the the prime um, indicator of them being a world champion. I don't think necessarily going through the dojo system is a requirement. So, okay, let me rephrase that then. If Watanabe, evil, had not, were not a New Japan dojo guy, do you think they would have put the belt on him? Mm. <sighs> yeah. I, I think it helped. But I don't think it was a driving. Fa- I don't like. I don't think that they were like. Okay, it's between these two guys. Well, this guy went through the dojo. Um, I think again, having the storyline built in with Lij helped tremendously. Um, a guy who definitely needed a new coat of paint helped tremendously. Um, and I will say, but you know what? Going through the dojo, you know that it is time and investment and in a, in a person. To succeed, I mean that's. I mean they're going through the dojo system so that they can make stars, so that they can, you know, hopefully have everyone be a world champion. You know, that's the goal. I mean, eventually they want everyone to be a world champion. That's that's the goal. Whether that pans out or not is a completely different story. But it's not like they're training guys to be like, okay, I want you to be a tag champion, pal. No, they want everybody to be a. So, yeah, maybe a little bit. Now that I think about it, maybe a little bit. All right, I'm going to stop there because Mally and Esther are back and I need to give her her bath. So, uh, redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast if you want to show some appreciation, some monetary appreciation, that will be appreciated. I said appreciation a lot in that sentence. Yeah, sure. uh, di- <laughs> Discord link is in show notes and also pinned to the Twitter page. Um, a lot of really interesting debate going on there, so do get involved. Um, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash SuperJCast to get one of our t-shirts. Thanks to Editor Dan, who's on Twitter at LousyHero219. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Where's my baby? Bring my baby. Ah. Esther, my darling, where did you go? Go away from you because you're horrible to us. What did I do that was horrible to you? Esther, come and talk to the nice listeners. Give us your hot takes. Esther, what do you think about evil? Tell us. Esther, do you think he's a worthy champion? My time finished now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, follow us on Twitter. at <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> and goodbye. <laughs> what a way to close. <laughs>